This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. Indoor air quality, IAQ a subject that is on the minds of contractors, consumers, and commercial building owners. There is so much information out there. Who can you trust? What can you offer to your customers that you know is reputable and will do the job? My guest today, Rob Ambrosetti, gives you IAQ information you can take to the bank. Rob, welcome to Contractor Sense. Ruth, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. My pleasure to have you. I guess I get to turn the tables because you interviewed me about uh-huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the hot seat. It feels great. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, how does it feel sitting in the other seat? <laughs> oh, you know, everything's an experience and I've been looking forward to this one, Ruth. <laughs> well, cool. I'm glad. And you know so much about IAQ. You train on AAQ. So let everybody know a little bit about your background. So the When I said you knew what you were talking about and could take it to the bank, we all know that that's true. And it's not just me saying it. Absolutely. So first and foremost, I grew up with asthma and allergies as a kid. And, you know, that experience was unpleasant. I mean, you don't, you don't know any better when you're young. You just kind of get used to, you know, the asthma attacks and the triggers. And I knew rolling around in grass would set them off. And it wasn't much later in life until I got, you know, I had a, my family had a refrigeration business. So I kind of grew up in the HVAC, more refrigeration world too. And as I got older and started reading more, going to schools, you know, there's this little niche inside of HVAC that was called indoor air quality. And I kind of migrated to, migrated to that area of our industry because, you know, the trade is so big and vast. That one struck with me because, you know, I lived through a lot of those struggles and I wanted to learn more about it and, and really how to help me, first and foremost, my symptoms. And fortunately, I grew out of the asthma, still have allergies. And I actually went through another te- round of uh, allergy testing last year just to check it out now that I'm 52, you know, still suffering with allergies. But anyway, so school of hard knocks, most of all. And then as I got into and became an HVAC professional, if you will, and through the studies and learning and selling. uh, So I had, I've been through, you know, family owned business. I've worked for distribution for a long time. I've worked as a manufacturer's rep for a long time. And I've been fortunate enough to have some of the lines that I represented it and still to, to today, Uh, that were indoor air quality, you know, devices, whether it be filters or air purifiers. But, you know, I've had, I've tried everything just to help try to help me. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. So So many things uh, are born out of trying to help yourself. Exactly. So I just thought, you know, what better way I can speak to this firsthand. Why not share the information? I I enjoy teaching. I was actually got my degree as a secondary educator in um, social studies. So I taught middle school for a couple of years. And after being, after actually, after teaching middle school for a couple of years, I realized how much I missed the business. So, so nothing against middle schoolers, but I actually, it made me realize, Hey, I, you know, I just, I just enjoy the business too much and got back into it and uh, I still was able to teach. So teach just older adults, you know, adults, right. big kids, right? Well, so. we teach in a very different form. We just don't, you don't shove you in a classroom for five days a week, you know, 40 some odd weeks a year. We do it for real because, you know, how many middle schoolers think, oh my gosh, what Rob is teaching me, I'll never, ever, ever use versus what Rob is teaching me, I can use with my customers today. Yeah, plus, I was really terrible at math, Ruth, so I'd, I knew I wasn't going <laughs> to, I had to go with what I knew and uh, absolutely. So 
Um, and, and fortunately, with my experience, you know, my and my formal education and becoming an educator, you know, I was I was able to learn about you know different teaching styles and methods and how people learn. And I've just taken that, what I've learned there, and then just you know broadcast it and and learned um, in teaching, you know, bigger kids. So cool. All right, so let's let's go back to teaching IAQ. I mean, there's so much stuff out there. There's people out there promoting this, that, and this, and that, and this, and that. Okay, what's real? What's not real? I mean, what can we take to the bank in terms of, all right, what's a proposal that we can confidently go to customers with? Right. That's an excellent question because the world of indoor air quality is not one in which it's, um, there's really not a lot of standards per se in our industry that set guidelines for, you know, what you should do. Yes, there's principles and we'll talk about them and, and different strategies, uh, but it's really important for folks to know, um, you know, there are, there are, you know, uh, agencies, bodies within our industry that you can turn to really for legitimate guidelines, and that's ASHRAE and the EPA as well, government agencies. So, I'll just give you for for those listeners, if you really want to go read something, it was most recently two thousand. You're talking to contractors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Here we go. Two 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 rule books. If you want to go on, honestly, everybody could get online. Just go look at ASHRAE. Go look at the EPA websites. And homeowners, as contractors, we all know that homeowners are doing more and more research online. So first and foremost, you know, if you're interested, you're never late to the game, educate yourself and your staff uh, on just becoming more comfortable with it, you know, IAQ. We actually have a few resources on our website, uh, kggconsulting.com. Uh, we can help you get indoctrinated into um, IAQ. But, you know, again, governing, if you're really one of those people that I want legitimate, you know, resource you know, what, who, you know, the, the, and not the end all be all, but a guideline, ASHRAE and EPA are two organizations you can look online and find some references. So, yeah. And EPA is now, I mean, if you look on the EPA site, they have the recommended, you know, products for COVID and all that sort of fun stuff. And they're listed. Yes. So, so yes. there's, should be no questions about what they recommend. And if you go to the customer and says EPA recommends this and it's listed and it's okay. And, the customer should feel comfortable that you know what you're talking about. Yeah. And you know what, that there's still a lot of, despite those being published online, there's still a lot of gray area in that, in this niche, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of gray area. And what I would say to anybody as you're researching strategies, and we'll go through those a little bit later, but as you're researching devices to help you in the implement those strategies, you know, third party testing is a big deal. So just make sure whatever you're looking at for a device, whether it be, you know, an air purifier, air cleaner, whatever, um, look to make sure there's a, it's third party tested first and foremost. That's just a fair statement, I guess, to make sure that, you know, you're not, you're not the snake oil guy. We don't want to be, we want to have some backup data. So I would just yeah. say. Look, and look third party is the important, important part, not by the company itself. Right. Right. Yeah, that makes it. Okay. So you talk about five strategies and I'm just going to list them really quickly mm -hmm. and then we'll start going into them. It's source sure. control, fresh air, filtration, purification, and humidification. Did I miss yes. any? You got them. Okay, you cool. got them. Yeah. Very good. All right. So let's start with source control. So what's that strategy? So source control is something that shouldn't cost you very much money because it's what you want to try to control in your home or contractors helping homeowners. First and foremost, water issues, any water leaks in the dwelling or building, right? You got to address water issues because water is going to perpetuate, you know, mold and anything else that, you know, th things thrive when they're wet, especially when they're dark and wet. So moisture control, um, whether it be direct water leaks, flashings, roof flashings, or whatever it might be, you know, or, or just an old roof, 
address water issues. Secondly, it would be like pest and rodent control because uh, a lot of allergies are based around what they leave behind. And actually, in terms of humidification control, dust mites are a big part of what people are allergic to. Not so much the dust mite, but something really gross, what they leave behind. <laughs> so not only that, but other, other pests we're talking about are rodents. Whatever they're leaving behind, it's this, those are highly allergic you know, things that we're talking about. So control over those is a big deal. And a lot of times humidity is going to help that fixing the cracks and crevices uh, within the dwelling or the building. Uh, so getting control over those, that's what, that's what we might source control. Also, people that have um, multiple chemical sensitivity or high sensitivity to volatile organic compounds, so those might be the varnishes, glues, cleaners, household cleaners. Some people can't even have those inside the space. They might have to store those out in the garage. So that's another form of source control too. Okay, so when we get back, we're gonna talk about the other four. Will that work? Fine with me. All right, before we go, give everybody your website address again, please. Yes, thank you. KGGconsulting.com. Pretty good. I will be right back with Rob Ambrosetti. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We'll be right back. Do you ever have warranty leak issues? One of Ruth King's clients did about four years ago. Thousands of dollars in expense and unhappy customers. She solved this problem for him though. How? with a leak letter that every customer must sign with a service technician discovers a refrigerant leak. Once they implemented the letter, there were no more warranty leak headaches. No warranty leak callbacks. Happier customers. The surprising result was more replacement sales too. To get a copy of the leak letter for free, just send Ruth an email at ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. That's ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. You can't. That's what my daughter Kate told me when I said I wanted to make financials fun. The gauntlet was laid down. The red blanket was waved in front of the bowl. Ronin the Rubber Duck was born. This ebook is a whimsical look at financials from a duck's perspective. To get this fun, easy to read Kindle book, go to Amazon and search for Ronin the Rubber Duck Dives Into Financials. That's R-O-N-A-N, the Rubber Duck Dives Into Financials. Let me know if I made financials fun for you. We are back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm talking with Rob Ambrosetti, who is, I guess, training director for KGG Consulting. Did I get that right? You got it. I'm a man of many hats. I wear many hats. So it's one of those roles. We just kind of had to give it a title. So training director sounded great because I love teaching. So okay, we'll go with cool. that. <laughs> yeah. So before the break, we started talking about the five strategies and we talked about source control. So during this segment, we'll talk about fresh air, filtration, purification, and a little bit more on humidification. All right. I wanted to ask one question before we get into those. I mean, when we talk about source control, source control can be just as easy as checking a drain pan to make sure that it works and, you know, the float switches work and that type of thing, right? Absolutely. So regular maintenance, if you're a contractor, you know, we can't stress enough. And I know, Ruth, you're all about maintenance, um, you know, absolutely checking uh, the mechanical systems that we're responsible for. And, you know, another way of source control, think about a germicidal UV lamp. What, what happens when things get dark and wet, right? Think about our evaporator coil. You're talking about a drain pan. Well, yeah, oh, there's water yeah, in there, true. right? <laughs> think about the evaporators. So I, I look at germicidal ultraviolet, you know, the lamps we stick underneath coils or on top of coils, depending on how you want to install it. That's actually a form of maintenance. Uh, it's going to keep the mechanical system 
free and clear of any microbial growth, you know, by being on 24 seven. So there's another part of source control. I actually meant to mention it earlier. And that was a great segue, by the way, because of water, uh, you know, and the drain pans and the drain switches, and even in ductless split systems, I think you all know ductless split systems are prone to those drainage problems and dirty sock syndrome. Uh, yep. from being wet mm -hmm. all Absolutely. All right. So how does fresh air get involved with IAQ? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, so fresh air is highly underrated <laughs> in our buildings and homes. So, you know, if you could have the windows and doors open year round, Ruth, I'm sure you would do it, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Except in pollen season, maybe not. Oh, pollen season would be the worst. I'd have yellow dust. Remember, I live in Atlanta. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, you that's can right. drive down 285 and the sky is yellow with all the pollen during pollen season. So, no, I would not have my windows open during so, pollen season. Maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, we always talk about going on vacations where there might be fresh air, whether it be the shore or the mountains. Fresh air, you know, we, we all, there's, a, there's a saying called um, dilution is the solution to pollution. So what that means is, you know, our buildings and homes over the past few decades have gotten tighter and tighter and more insulated, which is a great thing from an efficiency standpoint, right? But when you're talking about, okay, and from comfort, right? Uh, we, systems can get smaller, more efficient, and they're more insulated, you know, the buildings are more, but what happens is we've kind of left the occupants stranded a little bit in terms of getting that fresh air we all need. I mean, we breathe in and out each day about 3,000 gallons of air, okay? When you take and you bottle up what we're breathing and don't let any fresh air in, it's going to get disgusting. And the EPA has done studies on this and they found that, you know, homes during the course, in your case, during the course of like a cooling season, you have a really long cooling season up here in upstate New York, we have a really long heating season. Well, when you don't open those windows and doors and when that building or home is so tight, we lose that air, that natural air exchange. Okay. Which is fine and dandy for efficiency, but when it comes to us and our breathing air, it's horrible, horrible. Um, so the air gets between two and five times more polluted, according to the EPA, sometimes 100 times more polluted. So it's disgusting air that we're going to start breathing as, as time goes on. What can we do about it? Well, if it's five, minus five degrees outside or 95 degrees outside, you can't really open the windows for very long, right? You're kind of going backwards. So there are fresh air exchangers that really, really get a bad rap, I think, that just from a, from a contractor standpoint. I think a lot of guys think they're hard to put in unless it's new construction, hard to retrofit, they're really not that bad. They're an option, especially now uh, post-pandemic world here or in the midst of this pandemic, fresh air has been shown and you can look up multiple studies by our medical, uh, med the medical field about what fresh air and ASHRAE, what fresh air does to, for our health. We need fresh air. So look into whether it's uh, energy recovery ventilators or heat recovery ventilators, get the fresh air, mechanically speaking, into the house because it's not going to happen naturally now. So fresh no. air is key. Yep. All right. Filtration would be the next. Ooh. Okay. We're getting juicier. I love this. Okay. Yeah. I mean, filtration is fun. You know, all those Merv filters. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. This is, this is okay. So filtration, you know, I think I heard recently that half of our U.S. market is still a one-inch air filter when it comes to forced air systems. And to me, that, when I hear that in my head, I think opportunity. Opportunity to educate folks that, you know, hey, look, you have a one-inch filter in here that was just basically even, doesn't even do a great job at, you know, protecting the equipment, let alone our breathing air. There are tons of opportunities to upgrade the filter in the system. Now, contractors, and we all know that, you know, that you mentioned MERV, the higher the MERV number, the more that it takes out of the air, the more restrictive it is as far as airflow goes. So not all systems are designed or, or able to, you know, increase the MERV rating. But with that in mind, 
you know, and by the way, any big box store, I think the most, the highest MERV rating you'd see for a one inch filter is probably around a MERV eight. So you're, you're kind of getting into, you know, a little bit better for dust and stuff for people with allergies, a little bit, not, not much. much. Okay. So it's us to us as the professionals to be recommending and suggesting, you know, uh, better ways to filter, especially this day and age now with all that's going on with, you know, droplet nuclei, what's in the air, you know, our breathing masks and, you know, staying away from distance, social distancing, you know, so what, what can we do to help that within our spaces? So uh, if you look at the EPA and ASHRAE suggestions, they're actually recommending MERV 13 and higher. Okay. That's from them. And I would say that's absolutely great because MERV 13 is where you start to be able to filter that droplet nuclei or those bioaerosols from sneezing and cough, sneezing and coughing. What I would say to guys from an approach, how do you, how do you approach a homeowner uh, to help them see, show them the light or talk about this? Just keep it simple. They don't really care who Merv is or what he's all about. Just say, hey, look, you know, you have one inch filter. We can do much better with this. If we install a media air cleaner, the higher the number, Merv is basically a, a system from one to 16, the higher the number. We can get you a Merv 11, but most, most of our governing bodies and within our trade say Merv 13 or higher. Your system is capable of handling that from an airflow standpoint. So here's your, you know, here's what we could do for Merv 13. If you'd like to go higher than that, it is totally possible. And here's what I would say, you know, again, HEPA, high efficiency uh, particle arrestance, HEPA filters, again, homeowner doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to a homeowner. Just say, hey, look, you also have the option of having hospital grade filtration in your house. Now that might get their attention, right? And that's actually, you're not lying. Hospital grade air filters, MERV 17 or higher are available residentially. It's not just a hospital thing. So what I would say to contractors is please get up to speed, educate yourself on, on HEPA air filters. I think most homeowners know what the room only version looks like, those towers that have HEPA air filters. I'm sure it's been highly researched. If you go to Google Analytics and you, you type in air filter, it's going to be off the charts as far as what people are researching, right? So my, my point is to say, hey, look, you, if you would like hospital grade air filtration, we can do that. HEPA air filters have their own integral fan in them. Super easy to install on the return air plenum or if you have, you know, attic system, super easy to install as long as you have power nearby because they're going to take 115 volts. Um, and they, are, they work in conjunction with the fan in the forced air system. You can actually leave that one inch filter in the system, but now by having the fan go constantly and having that uh, HEPA filter run constantly, uh, you could actually start filtering the air like hospitals do. So I just want to make sure, you know, and they're not too hard to install. And honestly, when you look at it dollar for dollar, when you start showing homeowners numbers, um, you would probably need in most homes, you're going to need at least two HEPA air filters to cover the whole house. We're already looking at it. Any, any, any HEPA filter, if you go online right now and price them out, they're probably going to be between six and 800 bucks a piece. We're going to need a couple of those to do your whole house. Contractors should be promoting whole home solutions, whether on all of these strategies, honestly, yeah, but HEPA absolutely. filtration is going to be one that you're going to want to share with them. Yeah. So let, let's take a look at, you know, if you're going to, if you were training a contractor who was sitting in your classroom, whether, you know, online or whether actually physically in a classroom, hopefully soon, what would you tell him would be the best thing to do for the customer? So that's an excellent question. And what I always start out by saying is there is no one silver bullet, Ruth. There's no one silver bullet. There's strategies. And that's why we're, we're going to talk about the, the other strategy. Every home is different and every occupant is different, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody might have allergies. Somebody might be a smoker. Somebody might have COPD or some sort of health problem. So you have to match the solution to the, to the house and to the, to the occupant. So 
right out of the gates, automatically, you know, filtration is going to be first and foremost in our minds because that's something we can do relatively easily, right? Mm-hmm. And then come the then come, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I always tell, start out in training, we always start, there's no one silver bullet, just get comfortable with all these strategies we're going to talk about. We're, you know, we'll get to the others here in a second, but literally just be familiar with the um, fresh air, air filtration, air purification. And then I'm going to really place a lot more emphasis on humidity control because that studies, uh, we'll go into that in a minute, but anyway. You have a minute, so go ahead, go into yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. There's no one silver bullet. So you might have to do a combination. I would always, always say fresh air first and foremost. If the house is not an old you know, farmhouse and it's not leaky, it's a newer home and it's very tight, look at air, air you know, fresh air, because even if somebody gets sick within the home, fresh air and studies have shown that, you know, the fresh air helps others within the space not to get sick and to dilute those airborne pathogens. So again, fresh air, air filtration, um, and purification, um, and then we're going to go into purification and humidification. Yep. All right. Yep. Go ahead. So the reality of the situation is where can they get information on purification and humidification? Because we're about out of time. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we created a website, a landing page, iaq.works, okay? iaq.what? iaq.works, W-O-R-K-S. There's no www in front and there's no .com on the back. So just literally in your browser type iaq.works. All right. And these these controls or these strategies will be put, you'll see uh, some nice flyers or brochures on this too. And if you screw up and you can't find it, get a hold of Rob at RA for Rob Ambrosetti at KGG, Kevin George George Consulting.com. How's that? Perfect. All right. Rob, thanks so much for being with us. Ruth, thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. And thanks to all of you for joining us too. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.